It is November 14th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Nick Hausman. Going to talk about SmackDown Live, the go-home show for Survivor Series. Oh my God, Becky Lynch is out. Daniel Bryan's the champ and facing Brock. Charlotte's facing Ronda. The Marine Six is out on DVD and digital. What kind of world are we living in? There's a full trailer for Fighting With My Family, and I did not know it had Vince Vaughn in it. That's out, too. Dude, that was so good. I watched it this morning, too. It's great. Go find it, the Fighting With Your Family official trailer. Dropped this morning. It's great. Nice. I yeah. completely forgot about that film. Oh, it's got to be why they weathered the storm with Paige through all of that. I mean, this is, oh, this is going to be big. This is going to be very big, and she's going to be very prominent here uh, for the next huh? couple and I, I, I don't know why I don't know why mentally I doubt of it because like the rocks attached to it, he's an A-lister. But it, it, it was it, I don't know. I guess I just didn't expect it to be as big budgeted as it is. But like you know, from the cast on it and just totally, I mean, yeah, it's totally you know. I don't I don't know why I thought it was going to be like an independent kind of film. It well, was one. Of, it was, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was one of those things. I watched it and then I showed it to my girlfriend because I was like, you should watch this. And again, she's not really a huge wrestling person, but was like, that was very good. It was <laughs> You know the last, you know the last, and it wasn't even big budget, but you know the last, you know, um, movie with, you know, the, the last big movie that had wrestling as as the main portrait was the wrestler, and it obviously got nominated for awards. So I'll be curious this with the Rock and all of his connections, and again having even a, a more established cast than what Mickey Rourke and company had. Well, I guess Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei. I don't know. I, I, this this I'll be interested to see if this can grab any kind of any kind of t- talk or legitimacy buzz in the in the award categories. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite possible. Um, last night, oh my God, yesterday, rocked the wrestling world. Becky Lynch with a broken face can't <laughs> compete at Survivor Series. Broken face and a serious concussion. They made the announcement at the start of SmackDown Live last night that she will not be competing Sunday against Ronda Rousey as planned. Um, interesting to call it the concussion. Normally, they don't do that when they're talking about injuries. Well, I mean, it was obvious that she got, I mean, it was obvious based on how bloodied she was in her face that she would probably suffer a concussion. It's hard to get oh, sure. bludgeoned that hard. But yeah, call it for what it is. You know, good on them for taking care of Becky here. I personally, I, I tweeted this out, uh, I think Monday night. I, I know a lot of people trying to find the silver lining here with Becky. Oh, this means we'll maybe get Becky Ronda at WrestleMania. Oh, you know, all these other things because of this happy accident. I, I'm not feeling that, you know, for me, this was a once in a lifetime unique situation that Becky uh, has found herself in real organic momentum had this iconic bloody Becky shot here. If the match could have happened, would have done wonders for her. I don't know how I don't know if you can recapture that kind of moment again. It, 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 it's very, very difficult for the stars to align like that. So Nick, to your point, I kind of, you know, I kind of want to be in the same boat with you. Like, you know, I, even I try to tweet and say, look, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is similar to Austin being dropped on the head by Owen in August of '97. He came back while he was physically limited. He was not limited in making money. He took off, you know, to the highest point. You know, I'd like to believe that, and you know, maybe because of the way that promo was last night that Becky delivered, which was money, and Rousey's taunting her still on social media, uh, maybe this will ultimately develop into an even bigger more blood feud that happens at a bigger stage like wrestlemania but I, but like you said i don't want to i don't want to just say oh this is going to work out for the best because whenever something like that whenever an injury happens you know, like there's no guarantee i mean you know we, we hope that becky lynch gets cleared in, in a good time frame and she's back and as good as she's ever been but you know like concussions are no joke so i hope this doesn't i hope this doesn't start like a, a daniel bryan trend of a couple years ago i hope this doesn't all of a sudden trigger you know, uh, higher, you know, more, more prone to more concussions or, or having reoccurring effects. Mm. Anybody's ever, anybody that's ever had a concussion, you, you know, I don't need to tell you, they're no joke in terms of the getting over them and then the, the vulnerability to potentially suffer them more, especially when your job for a living is to propel yourself uh, to a mat. So, you know, I hope it does work out and there, this is the silver lining, but like, like you said, I don't like people clinging to that to try to, it's awful. Not, it's awful yeah, yeah. what happened here. It, it's not, I get it. You know, we're all in this warm, fuzzy moment here right now. We want the best for Becky. Um, but it it's gonna it's it's hard to get the you know get this kind of energy back. And I especially in the current environment. I mean, we talk about Steve Austin, but that was at a time when they were they were listening to their fans and playing directly to them because they were at war. It's a different model now. I I, mm, I don't know. Did you see did you see Nia Jack's tweet uh, just just within the last hour? Yeah, why is oh. it 
give me about my fist. Yeah. Jesus. That, was, uh, that wasn't the tweet I was expecting from her. But. No, well, and, and that's the thing is she's probably talked to management, I would guess, about what happened and has gotten the, oh, all right, well, we're going to send you back out there. Just don't do it again. Because she, <laughs> would, she, right? I mean, but she wouldn't have tweeted that, Justin, had she not had that talk, I would guess, in the last 48 hours. You would think, but I don't know if you that's a guarantee. Think. You would think. I well, but her and then Rhonda, like you said, playing back into it this morning. Obviously, whatever chips have fallen, they've followed where they're gonna be for the moment. I think that's why we're seeing those tweets out there. I can't imagine that, you know, not everybody is in on the same page at this point, 48 hours removed. You know what's interesting that they're not talking about in this? I don't know if this was your first thought. Becky Lynch retired for a period of time because of injury to her cranial nerve, uh, like near her eye. I wonder if it was on the same side. Could 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 very well have been. I mean, that was a look. And you know, I I feel like we're getting a cart before the horse here a little bit because we still have to review the actual SmackDown show. But I uh, I was I don't know. I was a little surprised. Maybe not. I wasn't surprised, but that she even went out and did the promo, right? Because if you are badly concussed, I don't know the you know levels of all that. I'm not a doctor, but I have had concussions. And I know that going out in front of bright lights around loud noises and stuff is not great. It's hard for you to focus and uh, is potentially as harmful. So I don't know. I get I, I get why everything happened. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by it. But it was another one of those things where I just, I don't know, kind of pondered to myself if, if it should be happening. So. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible that this happened. This consumed my day yesterday just as a wrestling fan and as someone who my entire time on this podcast, the entire time I've been back hardcore into wrestling this year's has been hu just huge on Becky Lynch. Like absolutely. You know, I don't think I've said it, uh, Nick, since you've been on Becky Lynch is the reason why essentially I watch as much wrestling as I do a week because my wife loved Becky Lynch from the moment she saw her in NXT. And the fact that my wife watches wrestling with me is why I will sit through Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, every pay-per-view, NXT, we go to live events. You need to have a partner if you're married and doing this. They have to be as into it as you are. And I think Becky Lynch has had so much crossover potential. She's the reason we uh, we got so hardcore into it this time. And so yesterday, that is horrible news. It is horrible news that she is missing Survivor Series on Sunday. Yeah. But you have to try and see a silver lining. You have to. Yeah, and, you know, they didn't take the title off her. You know, this exactly. is... You know, exactly. Exactly. She still does have the title. You know, she's sending another warrior out to battle. We don't know how long this may or may not affect her uh, ability to perform in the ring. Uh, and, you know, may maybe she can get right back on the horse and, and start riding again. Um, but there's just a lot of, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to it here. We got the whole show to, to, to chat about. But it's tough to get back to where we are right now. It'll be, it'll be very difficult. I'll just say between this, between Roman Reigns, between all the stuff that surrounded uh, Saudi Arabia, between Triple H getting injured, I, has there ever been a four-week period, four to six-week period that has had more? I mean, maybe maybe other than when the, the the stuff back in 07 when they suspended like half the roster who was linked to that particular doctor, has there ever been another time where some of these had so many audibles had to be called because of real-life circumstances? Mm, not that I could think of. And it was actually something I think we're going to put together for the site. I was talking to, to Raj about it last night. Uh, I want to track... All of the uh, uh, non-intentional <clears throat> uh, pitfalls that WWE has dealt with since WrestleMania. Not not bad creative choices, but things that life threw at WWE along the way here since WrestleMania. Because, uh, again, we're going to get to the show here. That that finish with Daniel Bryan turning heel, um, that was... <laughs> That was a hail mary, in my opinion, because there's only so many there's only so many tools left in the tool belt that haven't been used to to fix the pipes. So uh, <laughs> you're right. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So we opened up SmackDown last night with that news about Becky, and then we came out to the ring, uh, the ring. AJ Styles cutting a promo, talking about his match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, interrupted by Paul Heyman saying like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," but you know, it's not Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, the match we all want to see, the match Paul Heyman wants to see. Uh, interrupted by Daniel Bryan, they get into it between AJ and Daniel. And then between that and a backstage brawl sets up a title match for the end of the show. This got leaked online. Everyone's saying, oh, the Becky thing's big, but the main event, the main event's going to have everyone talking. So, I mean, 
we all kind of knew where this was going, right? Based on those rumors. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't really dug around too much in the dry. I, I went and got some groceries about an hour before uh, SmackDown. I kind of turned my brain off. So for me, I didn't know anything going into it about a big main event title change. But I, as watching that, I was immediately thinking to myself, they're going to put this title on Daniel Bryan. I don't know if they're going to do a triple threat or a singles match, but you know, to randomly start this back and forth between these two guys um, that it, it didn't play into the storylines for this Sunday at all, it, unless you're going to flip the title, I didn't know why else they would be doing it. So that, that caught me off guard as soon as I realized where they were going. Yeah, I mean, I think once you hear Paul Heyman say what he said, that then kind of makes you go, okay, well, they almost have to put the title on Jen O'Brien for Paul Heyman to go out there and basically say the current advertised main event is not as good as what could be. And then they make a match which could make that could be happen. You kind of figure, okay, and then, and then they go the extra step of, you know, filling their creative gaps, which they don't always do, which is, okay, well, if Dan O'Brien's having this chance to be the title, he's going to be taken out of the Survivor Series match. It's like they did everything where it kind of just screamed it. And then, you know, prior to the show, you know, there was a lot of stuff out there, you know, Glenn, that you alluded to. I know me personally, I know from just talking to people that were there, uh, you know, the, the, the rundown and script was a little vague, uh, which is something they often do when they have something that, that's developing quickly and also wants to be a big surprise. Vince originally wasn't supposed to be at SmackDown. He ended up showing up at SmackDown. So there was a lot of things that kind of just that, that pointed towards <clears throat> something's going down here. Now, you guys are insiders. When people send you this stuff, is it by DM? Is it by text? Is it by email? I like by, uh, Snapchat. I'm old, I'm, I'm old school. If I've got anything sensitive, I usually call. Hmm. No, no evidence. That's good. It's good. Justin, my, yeah, my, mine's, mine's almost always usually via text, and I and I don't uh, I don't ever let the name of different people that I would talk to ever actually be the real name, just in case anybody ever sees my phone. Not me. Ooh. I'll I'll uh, I'll. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Burn everything. I don't get scoops like Fandango follows me on Twitter. Fandango is not like, dude, tune into raw tonight. You're never going to believe what the fashion police do. Well, I'm kind of dumb. I'm the sense that I don't typically, I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of, uh, I don't know, scoops and things like that. I just like to have informed conversations Sure, uh, I'm on these shows more often than not would be my, yeah, I, yeah, I would go with Nick on that. It, Cause it, it's almost like that weird thing of, uh, I don't, you know, yeah, it's almost like try to keep just a regular dialogue and then see what comes out of it versus every time their device goes off and they see it's me. I don't want them to know. Okay. I know why you're getting hold of me. I don't know. Yeah. I can nine times out of 10 tell if I'm talking to somebody and on platforms like this, it's like, okay, this person is talking to somebody. There's, I don't know, little tinges of things I can tell. So anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this. Well, it's interesting (laughs) because last night was so hyped because of that. Oh, that, yeah. That really it. does play into it as a fan, right? Because the internet wrestling community. I knew all about the Becky stuff because of, uh, you know, Fightful and uh, Meltzer and uh, Russell votes. They all kind of chimed in. Um, but yeah, I knew about the Becky stuff, uh, Becky Rousey being off, but I hadn't really dug around too much into the, the Daniel Bryan stuff. Yeah, I think Barstool was teasing that pretty hard, Robbie Fox. There you go. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's spilling the beans. Seriously. Um, I just like to have uninformed speculation rampantly and then argue with people and then end up being right. Because yeah. it was obvious Charlotte was going to replace Becky Sunday. Nothing else made sense. Well, well, let's keep going. I, yeah. We'll talk to that segment when we get to okay, it. Okay. Uh, this is almost an unfortunate match that this occurred when it did where it did. Andrade Cien Almas versus Jeff Hardy. Like, this was okay. This could have been great. Why Why did they have matches this week? It made no sense. We're getting ready for Survivor Series. You guys are going against Raw for brand supremacy. I know. Let's beat the crap out of each other. Just soften each other up a little bit before Raw gets to take a turn. I, I, don't, I don't know why this match happened either. I'm with you on that. I, I do want to hold out hope that there is some kind of logic to having uh, Andrade losing to these legends. Right? It does seem like he's getting paired with big names and losing. I don't know if, if that's going to – I, I want to I hope that that's leading to something. Yeah, I mean, actually, Glenn, by your logic, you're right. I mean, you know, why would you um, – unless it's a Brian Styles match, which is, you know, for a title, like why, you know, why would you yeah, – I mean, I guess all the blue should be on the same team for that night uh, getting prepared. But, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I really wasn't that focused on this match. I was more or less just processing, okay, like we're going to have the <laughs> Brian. Like I, I was kind of just still – Dealing with the sure. bigger picture of the episode, I really, you know, I, I saw the swanton finish. I really wouldn't pay much much attention to it. But yeah, I mean, it's 
uh, I, I, I see an almost becoming an expert at how to lose to the veterans. Yeah. And, and you know, that's not like an, that's not a new story. You know, that's a thing that's happened in the past. You know, you go up against these legends, you lose for a while, you dig deep, you finally turn it around. And now you've got a whole lineup of guys. You got to go back and try to get a win over, right. Would be my hope, but I, I don't, you know, again, that's what I hope is going on here. Whether or not that's what's going on is different. So backstage, we had the SmackDown Survivor Series team. Miz saying that since Daniel Bryan was off, he wanted Rey Mysterio off as well, setting up a match between the Miz and Rey. Uh, but before that, we had Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. Oh, that promo on Seth Rollins about their match at Survivor Series. Justin, what did you make of this? I, boy, how the, how, 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 Shinsuke Nakamura uh, just a few years ago in the WWE world or NXT world is just perceived and and just so different, at least to me, uh, to now. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it may, you know, really, I'll, I'll just say this. Granted, he's holding the title. Um, it really makes me wonder, like, if you're if you're if you're a guy in New Japan, how, what, what, how much money do you really have to truly be offered to to think that it's going to be wise for you to leave what you have there to go to WWE? Um, I don't know. There's not, there's not much really I can say about that. And it's not you know, Manchinsky is a good performer. He's a very charismatic performer. I was there when he made his NXT debut. I believe it was um, Takeover. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what city we're in. Dallas. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and it was it was the first time I'd ever seen a full match of his. First time I'd seen him live, and I was you know I was I was captured by it. One of the best um, matches I've ever seen live, him versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, and, and but it's just it's just gone so far off the rails. Uh, you know, he, I, him speaking in, in the manner and the context in which they have him speaking, just doesn't do it. What about you, Nick? Would you leave New Japan to travel to Kansas City, Missouri, and give a promo about how Seth Rollins broke your heart? I mean, if they're going to pay me. Um, <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside. I had the same I, I I had the same thought on Monday night about the Bucks. Uh watching that tag team battle royal that Braun Strowman just came out and it just neutered the entire raw tag division. You know, if you're sitting there and you're, you know, comfortable and you're happy and you're weighing making a, a little bit more money by by taking a taking a role, maybe building your legacy by by going into WWE. Uh, mm, man, it, it's rough right now to to look at some of the stuff on the you know the way they're using some of these guys in the product and and rationalize that you know I I, I thought the same thing but just about the Bucks not about Nakamura. Yes, so uh, Rollins broke his heart, so a Survivor Series Nakamura is going to break Rollins' face. Good, <sighs> good. It's like a val- It's like a bad Valentine's Day. Has Rollins even addressed Nakamura in a promo? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, th- I think at this point Rollins is. I think at this point Rollins is expecting, you know, Dean Ambrose. Dean, Dean Ambrose to come out in a Nakamura mask. I don't even think. Uh, yeah, I don't even think Seth Rollins is, is, is worried about Shinsuke Nakamura and the stories. See, I saw that. Oh yeah. Go was, for it. Well, that's the way. That's how. That's what they should have done with Nakamura. He should have been like, look at my new best friend, Dean Ambrose. You know. Yes. Yes. Tie it in, you know, because you're right. All I'm thinking about when it comes to Rollins right now is him and him and Ambrose. You know. There's an odd couple pairing, Shinsuke Nakamura and Dean Ambrose. That's a great pairing. Put, that is put a buddy them, cop film. Put, put w- them in a put them in a car for ride along. Yeah, WWE Studios make that movie. <sighs> Ambrose and Shinsuke Nakamura. I could see them both in the desert. They take the RV out to the desert, right? They do their their yoga, their their meditation out in the desert. You know, real transcendental hippie stuff. That's what I get the vibe from those two. Oh Jesus! I just had a flashback. Remember that. Xfinity commercial? Did you guys get that like six months ago, a year ago? It was Dean Ambrose and Mojo Raleigh in the desert. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I bring up the desert. That's where yes. Dean Ambrose is most comfortable. Well, Shinsuke is a surfer, right? So cool. Beach. Quite the odd couple. One loves the beach. One loves the desert. Yeah. The de- yeah. Well, the beach is like a desert. It's sandy, so maybe they could do like a beach outing. It's true. The beach does have sand. Um. So we got the Miz versus Rey Mysterio. During this, Corey Graves called out the stupidity of having a match before uh, Survivor Series. They're on the same team. Why are they fighting each other? Why did Randy Orton attack after Mysterio won? Is Orton on the Survivor Series team? No. Okay. He's going to RKO everybody out of nowhere. That's his thing now. He doesn't wrestle. He just like a jack-in-the-box. 
So we saw we've seen the Miz versus Ray before since Ray's been back. This was okay. This had time. Uh, the Miz came out to the ring with a copy of the Marine Six in his hand. Did you, did you buy it yet, Glenn? I watched it last night. Did we you, should I get. Jo- I was joking. Did you? No, really? we we should get the director James Nunn, which has got to be funny. His similarity in name to James Gunn, James Nunn, uh, the director. We should get him on a Wednesday podcast. I would love to know the ins and outs of these WWE films, like what kind of budget they had. I mean, they're shooting all of these in one location each time. Last time, time I was. What's time that? I'm with Justin here. You you actually watch this film. I was joking. I have seen every Marine film that the Miz is headlined, and the first one. I've never seen part two. Strangely, wow. Do you force your Do you force your wife to watch that too? Force. She was like, "Are we watching the Marine Six? Becky's in it. Wow. You know, Becky is full on Hans Gruber in this. Becky's like the big bad. Uh, Here's here's what I'll I'll throw this out there uh, as a side thought. We got to get back to the SmackDown review. Um, but we got to do a podcast where we review every WWE film in depth. And we should directors, Glenn. I'm I've never I've never seen any of the WWE films movies. Any really? None. I have no interest in these films. I want to I want to watch them and talk to you about them though. Glenn. It is fascinating. The first Marine is fascinating because the first one you could tell like they put everything they had on that. It had a big budget. And then just the nosedive of how much money they spent on these when they realized how small the audience was. Um, but yeah, WWE, I'm, I'm in, man. There's that one that started Edge. Uh, that was like a beat the clock against a terrorist thing. Um, yes. Yeah, one starring Dolph Ziggler. They always play cops. It's always, there's some sort of law enforcement, military type. Uh, but no, I would love to talk to the director about this one. It's interesting for low-budget filmmaking. This was pretty creative. And I'll say this, HBK can legitimately act. HBK was pretty good in this. I'm Glenn. I'm he's probably. probably HBK has probably come a long way since his uh, 1995 uh, cameo in Baywatch and the the stellar acting chops he needed for that. Yes, HBK so, blocked me on Twitter because somebody added me in a comment about his hairline. Hmm. Like I didn't even say anything, and I was like, "Why did HBK block me on Twitter?" You're the reason he shaved his head. Yes, it's like JBL. Remember when JBL was on that blocking spree? I don't. Like, oh, JBL like blocked everyone, but he, he did not go quietly from the WWE. Yeah. Mm. You know, yes. Anyhow, back to SmackDown, Marine Six, DVD and digital, buy it. Um, uh, oh, Becky, 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 Becky. Oh, <laughs> Becky. Becky came out to the ring. All the SmackDown women were out there except for Nikki Cross. Uh, we, Becky with the black eye. All the women in the ring, Becky saying, who, who can face Ronda and take my place on Sunday at Survivor Series? Uh, some of the women made half-hearted attempts, but then she came back. We knew it was going to be Charlotte Flair. Who else but Charlotte Flair? And then at the end, a controversial moment, Becky hugged Charlotte. Bad decision. Yeah, I hated this. And you know what? The crowd, and you're right, it was predictable. We all knew it was going to be Charlotte. Who else could it have been? That, Lana? That crowd wanted Asuka. That crowd popped uh, bigger for Asuka than, you know, because they did the thing where she went down the line, you test the crowd, who's the crowd behind. Asuka's still over. I hear all the time from people, oh, Asuka's not over anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? People still love Asuka. And it was evident right there. The people wanted to see a badass versus a badass. And I definitely think that it would have been, you know, and again, armchair booking here, but it would have been more impactful for Becky to pass on Charlotte continue to piss off her nemesis and give the match to Asuka who would have had an impressive bout with Ronda. The streak is over. Asuka could have lost here. And then we go back to our lives, you know, and Asuka gets a bit of a rub for being in a, in a match here with Ronda Rousey and being competitive, which she absolutely could have been here. Um, and she works a hard, hard nose style, uh, which I'm sure would have complimented Ronda really well. Asuka. And, and here's the thing is going into it. I don't know that I would have said, Oh, we should go with Asuka Ronda. But having seen how the segment played out, that's that's what I was thinking. I, that crowd wanted Asuka. Everything you're saying, Nick, makes sense, and I would have been fine with that going down. That said, I'm fine with it being Charlotte. I, I, I wish there was no hug. The hug, the hug was I, I, that just didn't fit. But I, but I, I, I can deal with with Becky saying, "Look, you know, you've gone to the limit with me. I'm, you know, go, go, go do what I was going to do." Uh, but there didn't need to be the hug. What I find interesting about this is, you know, obviously that's never for sure. 
but we've all speculated and believe that, you know, Charlotte versus Rousey was probably going to be what they aim for for Mania. So it is interesting that in all this last minute decisioning, making they had to do and calling an audible that they were, that I guess ultimately Vince was willing to take away what was going to be a made. I mean, there's talk. I mean, I've heard people talk about that, you know, that being like the last match at Ray Mania, potentially. Yeah. you know, so it is interesting that they're taking a match that obviously could have been this year's Mania. And they're going to do it with four days and no build, basically, to uh, to Survivor Series in L.A. Um, you know, again, as we started the show off, you don't want to try to say, oh, it's all silver lining. But now this would then mean, OK, either Mania is going to be a rematch of Charlotte and Rousey or they will truly realize, OK, we have to then just do the Becky match then. Well, and that's where I think they might be telegraphing something more in the future for Becky and Ronda by doing Charlotte and Ronda this Sunday kind of says, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, fans too up in their head about where they think the booking is going. But I think that it's this idea that if we thought Charlotte versus Ronda was predetermined for Mania 35 in New York City, this says, oh, all bets are off. Maybe they're going to save Becky and Ronda for that, seeing the response that that build has gotten so far. I mean, you know, look, Rumble's going to be a big show. Rumble's at a baseball stadium in Arizona. So, I mean, unless they mm-hmm. decide, okay, we're going to do Becky and, and Ronda and Rumble, and then Mania, we're going to have all three of them. We're going to give Ronda her first uh, triple threat. Um, you know, I mean, which I guess is possible. I mean, but it, it's just interesting that, the, that, again, the the one-on-one match that we thought would happen at WrestleMania, even before Rousey officially signed with WWE, that was always like a talk-about match. That yeah. They're giving it with four days of no bill because of, of an injury. Yeah, no, I mean, well, and I still think I predicted this uh, Monday. Raj thinks I'm crazy. I think this match could end up shenanigans, horsewomen versus horsewomen. There could be some run-ins on both sides. Bailey and Sasha coming to Charlotte's aid. I I think they could find a way out of this because I I don't think they want to declare a definitive winner between the two top female champs, given how much emphasis is on the women's division right now. Yeah, I mean this. This again, it's all circumstance. This match, come mania, if played out with build, would have been great. But like you're saying, Justin, here it's like four days out. It it, it feels a bit like a hail mary, and that's why after the fact, I was like, well, maybe I would have gone with someone other than Charlotte, you know, because there is a lot of potential there. Uh, I just it's slap dash thrown together, and I Charlotte came on. Charlotte's a loser right now. Becky's the winner, you know. Well, it, it, yeah. It, to rebuild charlotte to make a match with rousey a bit more compelling in my opinion you know i mm, I don't know Mm, not feeling so let's talk about the hug so charlotte when she gave her backstage promo after this segment talked about she spent all this time fighting with becky fighting against becky now she's gonna be fighting for becky you could tell charlotte had just been crying she had that waver in her voice tears welling in the eyes i like that they brought reality back into this with the hug becky this, you know, originally was supposed to be this heel turn. Fans have kept her as a face. She's shown this aggression, this fierceness. I think taking reality back into it, giving that it's a real injury that's keeping her out of this match, puts a nice little pause and a reset on Becky Charlotte. One can always turn on the other going forward. But for right now, it signals that we've we've hit a valley in their feud. And there's there's other things in store that they're not just going to keep this going. I like that they brought that reality into it. If they wanted to bring reality into it, if they wanted to do a reset and all the things you're saying, Glenn, I mean, do a very, do a very simple handshake, something, the hug, just, the, the, the hug just, I don't know, just didn't fit. To me. They shook hands in the ring, right? Like they started just shaking hands and it was like, go get them, you know, make her tap, right? And then just walks away. That would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with hugging? You think Vince is a hugger? I think Vince hugs a lot of people outside of Stephanie and Triple H and no, Kevin Dunn. He doesn't even like to shake people's hand. He's such a germaphobe. It's true. Well, sneezing is a sign of weakness. Yawning is a sign of he hates yawning too. Don't don't yawn. <laughs> but you know, the thing is there's just so few believable feuds left in WWE. Like Ms. Daniel Bryan, okay. Those guys are always gonna have built-in, you know, animosity there. But there was real potential here with Becky and Charlotte to keep this thing going and just let that fire continue to to burn a bit. And I I, th- I think, yeah, maybe. Maybe too much water to simmer it down for the moment with that hug. Mm. Survivor Series is always weird, though. It is always that sort of like, I know we try and kill each other every week, guys, but let's team up and teach Raw a lesson. Well, if there were more stakes for Survivor Series, then it would make sense. It's like, okay, guys, I know we've all had issues, but, you know, hey, the Rumble spots are on the line. Title opportunities are on the line. 
you know, a trades, draft trades are on the line here. You know, things. No, Stay- this is just a pissing well, contest for their father's love between Shane and Stephanie McMahon. Well, we're running out of uh, rumble spots to give away now that the mixed match challenge is going to give away the spot <laughs> thirty, which is I just saw stup- that, which is stupid, stupid. stupid. Yeah, because. Right, because what if, what if you've got somebody in the pocket all of a sudden that you think is the perfect person to close the Rumble? Do they come in that's, at 29 now? That's what I mean. The 30th spot in the Rumble is always just one of those great spots where you can like put a mystery out there. People are building and wondering, like, who is, it, is Taker going to be in a Rumble this year? And the fact that you're going to just give that away based upon who wins this damn thing on Facebook just because nope, just because not enough people are watching. Ugh, hate it. You, now, here's, here's the thing, and I know there's a lot of things that have happened. Roman, Becky, right? But, you know, in, in retrospect here, the crown jewel thing was a, a self-inflicted wound, right? They yeah, but a $40 million self-inflicted wound. But, I mean. we're se- but we're seeing the lethargy here in their fan base. And I think that's why we're getting these 30th uh, Royal Rumble spot announcements. That's why we're getting uh, Charlotte uh, versus Ronda, because there's nothing to hook. There's nothing, to, there's nothing in the tank. They're having to right. create things at will, at random. You and know, they're, they're ha- struggling. And if they're having to do that, then just stop the mixed match challenge. If, if, if your numbers and your data people are telling you it's not enough and you want more, so you're having to take these kind of stakes, maybe that's just a sign of, hey, let everybody leave the arena a little bit earlier and stop doing this thing. What, what, you know, I, I know they're pushed to do stuff on digital and social, or whatever, but if, 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 if they're not happy with the viewing numbers, then let that just be a sign to stop. SmackDown was not a bad show last night, but it showed that they are desperately trying to find hooks because they did not. They don't have enough stuff to, to grab people right now. No, and their biggest hook was Becky. Well, and they're big exactly. And she's gone. So what is there? And that's why they're struggling. And I think if their fan base was more engaged right now, they wouldn't have to throw so much chum in the water. But they they are the, the fan base right now, I feel like is a bit lethargic in WWE, and they are just screaming. They are shooting fireworks off to try to get these people back engaged and invested. How do you think the sell rate's gonna be for WrestleMania? Pre-sale started today. Tickets officially go on sale Friday. Mania will Mania's the Super Bowl. Mania is not my worry. It's it shows like Survivor series I worry about. You know, like what's the interest for this thing? You know, Crown Jewel, again, you know, that you look at the numbers, the viewership, there was no in, not even like it was like go away heat. The YouTube views for Hogan's return were like 145,000 the day after. It may have gone up since then, but it was not, it was not like I'm watching this to because I enjoy it to watch a car wreck. It was just like, I don't want to watch this. I'm not. And they have not mentioned him since. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of this, and I and I do. You know, again, they took the check, they made the choice. I I think that the longer term effects here, the lethargy that they've thrown to their their into their fan base, is not helpful. Maybe you know how if you live in Alaska, you get that oil money, you get that energy money from all the drilling. Maybe the WWE should just cut every fan like a ten dollar check or voucher. Go to WWE store, you know, WWE shop. Something share the wealth if we got to suffer through this crap. I don't know. It was, but that I mean, again, it wasn't a bad show last night. I don't really think that the product is is necessarily bad at the moment, but I do think that the crab base is a little uh, burned at the moment, and uh, that's why again we're shooting off fireworks here left and right to try to get people's attention five days before pay per view. And you were not compelled last night by the big show and the <laughs> bar versus the new day. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> was not big show got the win so i'm assuming aop is uh going over on sunday yeah let's talk about this promo backstage speaking of smackdown tag teams the usos <laughs> just the fact they're rallying the tag teams and they're cutting this promo and they were doing their thing and the first thing is like the colognes that's the first team they address we're gonna get you hype primo and epico Two years ago, they wanted to sell you a timeshare. They don't even have a gimmick right now. But they're repping with uh, SmackDown at Survivor Series on Sunday. This is the part where Sanity said, United we purge, right? Jesus Christ. Sting wasn't out there quoting the crow all the time. You know? I mean, like, at least pretend. At least pretend you're doing something original with the gimmick. I, don't, I didn't want to get like, I didn't think I was going to get all worked up, but you're throwing things at me left and right here that upset me. And sanity, <laughs> sanity, like, I've never like wanted to recreate the scene where you, you threw the spirit squad into a crate that was labeled like developmental more <laughs> in my entire life. This was a week after the purge. 
ended, first of all, <laughs> and the entire time the purge was on the air, I was like, where's Sanity? It's a perfect tie-in. I get my tie-in after the show is done in a stupid throwaway line. And um, now they're they're the anarchists that are working. They're the anarchists that have returned to work together with the rest of the roster. I hated <laughs> I hated this. Throw them in the crate. Start perhaps, over. They're all perhaps, t- perhaps Elias can come over to SmackDown so he can uh, segue to real country. Yeah, for real. Remember, you know what the, the problem with this is? It's like the Justice League was always great on Super Friends. But then when they would have like the Legion of Doom, like the villains together, it was like, you know, all you guys together, it's just not cool. You know, you can't have every villain. Like you're not badass. Like there's too much contrast. But here's the thing. Joker, great feuds, right? Riddler, great feuds. Catwoman, great feuds. All compelling characters when they come together. I'm like, wow, Suicide Squad. Sanity has not done anything of note other than introduce Nikki Cross to the roster. And that's why it doesn't bite me. Same for the clones. Like you said, timeshare people. Time, if a timeshare salesman and some wannabe anarchists got together and fought Batman, I would not care. So that is why this is uninteresting to me. Yeah. Egghead doesn't make anything more badass. Hey, why? Throwing all this. Did not want to get upset this morning. Throw these things. <laughs> Actually, you know what the funniest part of this was to me was that um, when they did the end, the welcome to the SmackDown penitentiary and WWE was tweeting the image and everyone was like, oh, that's so badass. And then you looked, I don't know if it was Jimmy or Jay, but the bottom of their T-shirt had the little like tassel frill on it. And I was just like, no, that's not badass. You know, you had me up until that. United we purge. Funkasaurus was on the purge, and we couldn't get any active WWE superstars to appear in the series. It's over. The show is over. We get my purge tie-in. The show's done. It's over. United we purge. Anyway, that's my my that is my title for. If I had like a a subtitle for this week's episode of SmackDown Live, it would be United we purge. Yes. Um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. We got a half an hour for this match. Multiple commercial breaks. The back. The fourth. The struggles, the false finishes. We all had a feeling Daniel Bryan was going to win, but kicked AJ in the groin, the low blow when the ref was not looking. And uh, Daniel Bryan heel turn complete and the new WWE champion. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was, it felt very much like a Hail Mary to me, um, but not, not that it's necessarily a bad move. This is great. I, I think Daniel Bryan is a heel will be a lot of fun. He was brutal after the bout with the, the kicks to the head of AJ Styles while he was holding by the hands. Uh, the conflictedness uh, as he was struggling to, to figure out why he had acted that way and then the acceptance of it where he uh, grabbed the title and you know confidently opposed with it. This was all done very well. I wish it wasn't under these circumstances. Uh, Survivor Series will be very interesting. Um, coming out of Survivor Series, uh, I, I'll be fascinated to see how they handle uh, the new heel Daniel Bryan character. I'm fine with this. You know, it, it was it was it was nice to be surprised. You know, as we're all you know, I mean, as we're all thinking that we know the finish that there's going to be a change in champion uh, you know, in a rare situation on, on a SmackDown. I like the fact that none of us had that prediction coming, which is going to turn heel. I like it because a heel crazy eye Daniel Bryan. Um, who's willing to grab your hands and stomp on your head viciously. That Daniel Bryan is a lot more interesting taking on Brock Lesnar than smiling, happy, yes chant Daniel Bryan. And also that that Daniel Bryan uh, in the heel situation has a lot more longevity over the next few months with AJ Styles. It gets something fresh for AJ Styles to do. Um, yeah. I, I will say, though, if, if, if the report is true that's out there, I think from Meltzer, if the report is true that um, that they – that that they decide that they that they were looking to do this that they were looking to have Brian win uh, you know not not yesterday but they, they decided on the like last weekend if they had any days of notice uh, I would have wrote a check for Brock to have Brock appear on SmackDown so that way Daniel Bryan wins has the heel turn Brock's music hit and at least just have the stare down just to have something just to go off the air because right now we're gonna see Brock and Brian at Survivor Series and we'll never have had any other than the Paul Heyman mentioned to start a SmackDown. Yeah, there's nothing. So I would like to think. I thought that would have been something to to think about doing. If in fact that's true, that they that this was not a decision made 
yesterday that they had decided to put the title on Brian days ago. Yeah, I just pulled up uh, the report from the Observer that Wrestling put together uh, this morning. It's on the top of the site um, where Meltzer was saying that, yeah, you're right. They had decided on the title change before Becky was even injured. So that was that was going to happen here, apparently. Uh, but the heel turn is kind of the icing on the top here. They wanted to they needed to, to kick the, the title change uh, up a notch as far as interest goes. And Daniel Bryan, I guess, had wanted to be turning heel for a while now. So they decided to do the title change and the heel turn at the same time. So maybe he would have won the title tonight, turned heel at Survivor Series or or the SmackDown after, but they just decided to get it all out there at once to generate the, a maximum amount of interest going into Survivor Series, which is totally understandable because, again, what's the hook for Survivor Series right now? You know, this is it. They had to, they had to, they had to think big. I applaud them for doing that. It is just telling that, you know, you, you got all these characters here right now that you can be creating hooks with, but it's they're not there. there there's nothing there for Survivor Series outside of this, in my opinion. Mm, now, I mean, Charlotte versus Ronda, again, if it's a real match, if it's given time, could be good. But it's circumstances, right? Charlotte's a yeah. loser right now. She just lost to Becky. She, she did everything in her power to make Becky Lynch look awesome by allowing her to kick her ass as, as hard as she did. Um, that's why that match doesn't have bite to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm looking forward to. I mean, not just Survivor Series, but in life, now that Becky Lynch isn't cleared for competition. That is so dark, man. That's like you have a, you need to go therapies. I go once a month to a shrink. It's great. You know, get scrub your brain. It's healthy. National Health Awareness Month every month. Well, you know what's you know what's weird about it, guys? So I, I've been missing some podcasts lately. That chapter is closed. Like politics is over, the election's over. The candidate I was working with came in dead last. So complete waste of time, but that's fine. Pick myself up, dust myself off, I'm moving on, you know, coming back. I was so stoked Monday night. That ending to Raw was so awesome. It's just a weird thing to be like, yes. I got my groove back. I'm in love with wrestling again. This is fantastic. And then yesterday, all the news about Becky, and it's like, no. It's yeah, terrible. It is. Yeah, and, and I wish I wish that the injury was not as bad as it looked, you know, because the visual that Becky had on Monday night, iconic. It, I want that on a coffee mug, that black and white of her just, you know, bloody face like this. You know, I, I it was so iconic. It's unfortunate that it turned this way. We, we talked briefly about Nia up top, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of Twitter fights going on right now about the merits of, of Nia Jackson or work uh, and her work. Justin, what, what was your thought on the way uh, that went down? I mean, it's a brutal, I mean, it's a brutal punch to the face. Uh, the video, the video is all over <laughs> Twitter that somebody's took that, that shows, I mean, look, I, Obviously, no, she didn't do. I don't think she did it. I've seen some. I've seen everything. We've all seen everything. I've seen some people think that she did it on purpose. I mean, no, she didn't do it on purpose. But I mean, it's 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 a melee. It's one of those Donnie Brook situations where everybody's swinging everybody and battling. You know, so I get that. I mean, she definitely just lost control of her own strength. I mean, I you know, I mean, Becky does wail at her a few times in the back of her head. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was timing. I don't. I don't know what happened. I mean, it's it's bad. You know, um, you know, is this the first time Nia's injured somebody? No. Um, uh, you know, I'm not in the place to say like, oh, she needs to be like. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what needs to be done. I'll say that she's not going to be fired though. I've seen some people say, oh, she needs to be fired. She's not going to be fired. I mean, it is a real thing. Look, look at who she's related to. Look at you know any any anybody in that family, that wing of wrestling. They 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 are they don't get just disposed of. They don't just get cut. I mean, you know they 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 are they are they are not. You know, I don't see any big punishment coming down the line here for Nia Jax. Um, and only only she could do the explanation of what exactly happened is naya blood or is she honorary uh lineage with the rest of the samoans i don't think she's blood i think she's like an honorary cousin well, of or whatever. well regardless of but my point is she's not gonna like i mean they're not, they're not gonna they're not they're not gonna fire is what i'm just saying you know it's not what's weird this is a business this is a company where everybody has a shitty punch like all their punches look like crap fake as hell but then naya like just dead on right in the orbital socket good punches randy orton throws a real good punch i like i like randy orton's punches a lot i I mean i I don't want to go and poo-poo the whole roster over this this one mistake here from from naya jacks it happens it's it's you know 
I don't know. It's wrestling. It's not ballet, right? That's what they always say. Uh, but, you know, Bret Hart, wrestling with shadows, you watch that. I mean, Bret Hart threw some of the most vicious looking punches in wrestling. Never hurt anybody. You know, there's a way to throw a punch. Um, the women have the benefit of the hair. Mm. You know, cover a lot. Yeah. I always get punches aside, headbutts, man. Watching Drew McIntyre throw a headbutt. Jesus, I fear for everyone, especially after Shibata and uh, New Japan. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, wrestling is <sighs> wrestling is a very dangerous business. Uh, that is all. Hey, can, uh, while I got everybody here, I have to I have to, we have to end a little bit early today because Triple H is doing the. the oh, NXT that's right. Call, uh, in 15 minutes. But I wanted to ask you, Justin, I saw you you got to work with David Arquette this weekend. How's he doing? Is he is he injured? Uh, yeah, he's still a little banged up. Um, he did do some stuff. Uh, he was not. He did. He, he still did some spots. Uh, did a, did a dive off the top of the outside. Uh, yeah, he's doing well. I mean, he's having a lot of fun. And, and I'll just say this: he's that was my first time ever uh, meeting him and, and 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 sharing a locker room with him. Uh, very very humble. Very you know not not at all. I mean, you know he. You know, we had Tom, you know, Tommy Dreamer was, was there as well on the show, and so Dreamer's there, and you know, and, and Tommy gave him some some advice of, of things, some critique, and and David very much like a uh, like a like a young worker would like 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 a, like, a, like a kid coming out of the training facility, listen, absorbing it, listen to everybody else, talking, feeding off ideas. Um, so no no big time at all. He was just very happy to be there, um, and, and initially, you know, it was he was advertised to be there. We it was booked months ago. Then a filming schedule changed to where we didn't think he and, he and he publicly settled on social media. He didn't think he's going to make it, so we rearranged. We brought Colt Cabana in, and then kind of last minute, David was able to make it work. Uh, we kind of kept him hidden as a surprise, and it worked well. It was a great show, great reaction. Uh, but again, I can't say enough things about how just just a you know super nice guy, very just genuinely just happy to be involved. One of my that's one of my favorite stories in wrestling right now is the return of David Arquette. I love it. It's awesome. I think it's great. I mean, what's he doing though? I mean, he's still acting. He still gets work. He's got a uh, post divorce. He's got his, you know, 50% of that friend's money. So <laughs> not hurting, right? That helps. I Come laugh. On, we're all thinking it. Well, he's taking, he's fighting Nick Gage at GCW's uh, LA Confidential in like a week or like two weeks or something like that. And I don't know if, how familiar you are with Nick Gage, Glenn, uh, but Nick Gage uh, was arrested for bank robbery. Uh, <laughs> legitimately arrested for robbing a bank. He has spent time in federal prison. Years, I believe. He is now, he is he is one of the toughest dudes. He's the current GCW champion. Uh, I don't want to say he's a nice guy because I do talk to Nick at shows and stuff, but I'm still scared. I, it poops my pants a bit to, to be around this man. He's, David Arquette is fighting Nick Gage here at that GCW show. And I, uh, I am fascinated to see how that contest goes. Oh, I brought it up because he said, I'm fighting Nick Gage. I thought I was actually fighting my ex-brother-in-law, Nick Cage. That made me laugh. So, Yes, there you go. Uh, bank robbery is one of those cool crimes, though. Is it, Glenn? Is robbing a bank a cool thing? Is that cool? I'm just saying, there's not as much disdain for that. Is, I mean, was it, was it violent? Did he, you know, pistol whip somebody? Was it a violent bank robbery? I'm sure there was a I think there was a gun. I don't know that there was a gun, but the man came in and intimidated bank tellers to give him their money from the bank. I'm just saying, did you, you've seen Point Break. I mean, did you watch Den of Thieves, you know, or Heat? I mean, I love bank robbery films. Nick Gage's tagline is MDK, murder, death, kill. He is gang affiliated. That is his moniker. He is a scary, terrifying man. I'm not absolving him of his crimes, although he has served his time. You know, let's give him that. You know, it is. It's from, I'm from Chicago here. The mobsters. There is definitely uh, kind of a aura about them here in Chicago. I've sat in Al Capone's booth at the Green Mill. For, I get it. But no, it's not a glamorous lifestyle robbing banks in real life. Went to federal prison. I'm not saying it's, I didn't say glamorous. I just said it's, it's interesting. Okay. Looking at this, I, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know the guy. I don't know his story, but reading about this, there were circumstances served as time. You know, I just does not sound as bad as some of the things that we look there. There's a reason why we, there are certain acts, certain crimes where people get blacklisted. I think bank robbery, if it wasn't violent and the circumstances 
you know, excruciating. He paid his debt to society. I'm just saying it's not as bad as some he of the things. Just, hey, Glenn, go Glenn, ahead. Glenn, Glenn uh, how do you feel about, how do you feel about New Jack? <laughs> I really don't have a strong opinion either way. Okay. I'm just saying Nick Gage is getting booked right now. There's a lot of wrestlers that, you know, have done some other things that can't get booked right now, but Nick Gage can. Well, so I but, think as society and a community, we've forgiven him. Nick Gage did do time, right? Like he, he like paid his debt by going to federal prison. Anyway, uh, Nick, yes, I have no problem with Nick Gage getting booked. He's a very scary GCW champion. I did not know that we would be wrapping today's podcast discussing the merits of bank robbery. But what a fun, what a fun topic to kind of close out on here. Today. Oh, I can see the comments now. Bank robbery apologist Glenn Rubenstein. Oh, bank robbery apologist. Oh, that's the name of my new emo band. <laughs> Eddie with a bank robbery apologist. Mm. And Den of Thieves out on digital and DVD. Watch it. Did you guys see Den of Thieves? That was a solid film. Movie connoisseur here. Glenn. No, I didn't see Den of Thieves. Apologies. It thinks it's heat. So it's it's good for that reason. Like it's low rent modern heat. <laughs> oh, love bank robbery movies. Um, anyhow, so. We're going to be back here Saturday night. Myself and Matt Morgan talking about NXT TakeOver War Games. Myself, Matt, and Raj here Sunday talking about Survivor Series. Oh, it's exciting times. We'll be back here next Wednesday. Let's get, let's try and get the director of the Marine Six. Let's reach out to James Nunn, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what, Glenn? I will in earnest attempt to do that. And I will also in earnest attempt to watch the Marine six by next week. So we can have a little fun time here. Yeah. And I would like to talk about, cause there's a huge spoiler in there that I don't want to spoil for everyone. Don't. But I was genuinely surprised. I'll uh, attempt in earnest to have more compassion for the, for the bank robbers of the world. Um, I have the Winkley dropping tomorrow on the wrestling Inc. audio channel on iTunes. I have tomorrow. I have an interview with moose. I have an interview with Silas young. Uh, I have an interview with Nita Strauss. I have a clip from the Impact Call where I talked to Pentagon, Phoenix, and Taya Valkyrie about Survivor. Um, also briefly about the actual product they work for. And I have uh, we'll have a clip here from uh, the Triple H conference call I'm about to jump on. So it'll be a packed weekly tomorrow. Joey G uh, from, from Wrestling Inc. will be my, my news co-host. And nice. uh, Jesse, Collins, Jesse Collins will be back with another view from the Turnbuckle audio edition. So jam-packed, slam-packed. Winkly tomorrow. Check it out. Subscribe on iTunes. Justin, what do you got going on? At Justin Labor. Follow, follow, follow. Nice. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. I'm going to go watch The Town again tonight. That's probably the best bank robbery movie of the last decade. Good, good. All right. Yes, yeah, good. Yes. And uh, until next time, folks, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.